And welcome to the Glacier Musical Podcast, the most insulting podcast in the business. Today, I am joined by the Inferno Doll of, where are you from again exactly? Originally from Chile, but I live in Canada, in Calgary, to be more specific. How did you end up from Chile to Calgary? That just seems My odd. brother dragged me here. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, it was kind of like that, like, hey, I'm here, you should come here. Okay, I'm coming, and here I am. So tell me what it's like in, well, first of all, where are you from in Chile? Was it, I'm, I, my first guess would be Santiago, because that's probably the only city I can name down there. Well, I, yes, I come from some, from Santiago, but I was born in Arica. That's the north of Chile. And what is it, uh, when did you move to Calgary? I moved here four years ago and four years and five months, I think. Yeah. Okay. No, so, no, yeah. So what was the biggest culture shock that you ran into once you got up there? Everything. I mean, it's multicultural. I, at the beginning, I didn't meet a lot of Canadians. All of the people I was hanging with were from everywhere else but Canada. And one of the most hard things to get used to it is, damn, the weather. Actually, when I left Santiago, it was 35 degrees, plain summer, super hot. And I landed uh, here real, winter real, minus real quick, 30. Real quick, real <laughs> quick. 35 degrees. She means 35 degrees Celsius, right? Celsius. Celsius, yeah. So 35 degrees Celsius is about 89. Okay. I, I don't know Fahrenheit. <laughs> I've had so many customers in Canada that I have to be able to flip it pretty quick. Oh, man. That's, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah. It's been... Well, Calgary is very... It's a province, so it's very quiet. So it reminds me of when I was living in a province back in Chile. But it's so big and everything is so spread out. You have to have a car because everything is like 20 minutes driver driving or 45 minutes driving. And anyways, yeah. <laughs> that sounds a lot like where I live down here in St. Louis, Missouri. We drove, let's see, we went to Fenton, which is about 20 miles west. Mm -hmm. Then we went another 10 miles east and then 10 miles east again and then back home. Wow. So I, just for the record, and I, I told you off air, but I'm really tired today because I've had a long day already. Uh, I was smart enough, though, to order dinner before we started this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. I'm trying. And I mean, you can I, let me just pass you some of my energy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely need that. My daughter and I just actually spent the last 40 minutes watching monster truck videos. Oh, I love Monster Truck. <laughs> Those are so cool. Yeah. I remember the, the original Monster Truck is actually from here. Oh, really? I didn't know the, that. The very first one was built in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, man. I didn't know that. That's because awesome. Because apparently he had way too much time on his hands. I can't imagine <laughs> why you would come up with that. But he's like, you know, it'd be awesome if I had a truck that would drive over cars. Okay. Yeah. And he may, it's like a tank, but. Instead of a tank, it's a big, huge, gigantic truck. With there huge actually wheels. have been tanks that they used back in the olden days. Oh, I'm man. Assuming, you know, a I'm, lot of I'm, I'm assuming I'm older than you, but I have been to monster truck shows in the 80s. Oh, wow. No, so, I think my, my monster truck shows were not in the 80s. Probably 2000 in Santiago. 2000? Yeah, I, I, have I don't remember very well. A literal tank with a truck on top. They just like uh, stuck a truck on top what? of it. No yeah, way. It was, it was called That's Gator. Awesome. And it was awesome. <laughs> Did it spit fire too? 
No, no, it was just a tank. Uh, it was oh, a boom. tank. They just, I assume they took off the, the, well, they took off the turret so it couldn't kill you, which oh. uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe they should have left it. I don't know. But either yeah. way, it was just <laughs> awesome. And to me, monster trucks are probably one of the most uniquely American things. Um, I listened to uh, stuff you should know about, um, and they did a, an episode of on monster trucks like last week. And it was the greatest thing I've ever heard. They get 264 feet to the gallon of, of fuel. Oh, man. No, I think my, my one time experience, like standing next to a monster, monster truck was when I was back home. And I went to this mining event. I don't remember why I went to this mining event. And they had this big, gigantic uh uh, how you call them, um, trucks and stuff. And they had this um, stand of monster truck and they had a monster truck there. So I went there and I took a photo like me looking very tiny, like an ant. <laughs> <laughs> and this huge truck behind me was kind of intimidating. Yeah. I can remember going to a monster truck convention where you could look up, go up and just look at them. There were no, it, at a very young age, like seven or eight. Wow. And yeah, so monster trucks are pretty awesome. Uh, moving on. So tell me about you and what you do. Okay. So as I said at the beginning, I'm originally from Chile. I've been living in Canada for four plus years. I'm a solo artist. I do what my call fans dark gothic metal, and I'm pretty much inspired on gothic literature, a lot of um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, personal experiences. Um, I'm a big fan of dark romance as well, so I put all those elements into my music. And I've released so far one album on 2015 called Domination, and my latest EP last year called Sacrifice, and at the moment, I'm writing a new album. Okay, well, yeah. when what instrument do you play primarily? I'm a singer. I'm a okay. singer. I sing and scream. I play some piano, mostly for composing music, and some guitar when I was little. I don't remember that very much. <laughs> so it's mainly vocals and some piano. How do you record your albums? Uh, home actually yeah the first album when we recorded it when I was still in Chile so we did everything at my friend's home studio and sacrifice I recorded everything here in this room <laughs> I have my computer my some gear here so I had to put in the in the windows like pillows and stuff so to not let the noise come inside because I'm near to um a road here okay and uh did yeah, you I have to move here. the cat tower i didn't have the cat tower back then okay last year i got this like a few months ago so apparently no. you love your cats more than i love mine <gasps> because my cats don't have a tower they just climb onto the top of that wow oh just okay okay actually that was a gift a friend of mine was like hey your cats need a cat tower here and he gave it to me, so um, yeah, they love what it. My cats are doing now; they don't need a cat tower. We have a we we live in a um, a three story two family that we own, and mm -hmm. so we live on the second and third floors. 
And on each of those floors, there's a stairway. So when we come okay. in, there's a stairway to go up. And then of course, there's a banister there because if there wasn't, we would all probably be dead. I know I definitely would based on some late nights that I've had. Um, oh, what my cats will do is jump to the banister. Like in wow. a minutes, okay. they're gonna go like that. And then it's the same thing going from the second to the third floor. There's a banister and a stairway. And I actually mm -hmm. saw one of my cats trying to jump into the corner, into the ceiling. Like there was a fly there or something. And I'm like, no, you're oh. no. So I don't. <laughs> don't if, do that. If they had a cat tower, I just think it would go poorly. Uh, one of them can actually jump to the top of a dresser. Oh, wow. They're big jumpers. I don't like that. I've never had oh, these guys jump everywhere. Uh, and then this little one is smart enough to know that she could jump to the, the there's a table behind my futon. So she jumps to here and then jumps to there. Okay. And then knocks down the litter box, the litter that I have on top of the records. <laughs> of course they do that. Of course, they're cats. <laughs> well, what she also do, my favorite thing that she does that I hate is she will just jam her arm into the litter box into the, the excuse me, the yeah, box and of litter and just start pulling it out. Just, it's like, what, why are you doing that? I have not figured it out. So that's why the box of litter is on top of the records, but she can now get up there. So oh. she is completely showing me that she's going to be a step ahead. And how many cats do you have? Uh, presently three. Oh, I have two. Come here, boo-boo. <gasps> Hi, boy! You're so pretty. Look at you. Oh. Her real name is Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Oh man, she's I so gave her cute. The, I gave her the middle name Shabubu. Ah, oh, well, mine is she. What? Well, the name of my cat. One of them is Morgana, and I call her Madame McFlafferton or Momo Momita. She has like a hundred names, and yeah, Tito okay. is just Tito and. A thousand names. <laughs> well, it, it it went from Leia Shabubu to just Boo Boo. Oh. And about three weeks ago, my wife goes, "Oh, hi, Boo Boo!" And she looks at me and she goes, "What the hell did you do?" <laughs> Another <And she> name. <laughs> well, my wife is the one that named her Leia. So we have Leia. Okay. We have Louis the Ninth, who is now eating the kitten food because he's just not fat enough yet. <laughs> about twenty five pounds. If he comes oh, over, man. I'll show him to you. He's a hemi. Wow. He has six toes on each foot. Okay. <laughs> but and he all weighs, of them? Yeah. Oh. But he weighs about 25 pounds. Man, that's big. Oh, he's no, he's fat. Let's call a thing what it is. Yeah, he's fat. He's very fat. And then somewhere around here is Gigi, my my little black kitten. So well, both of my cats are black. Morgana has like white mittens and a white scarf and half of her lips is white and she has white whiskers too but the rest of her is it's like if she was a white cat wearing a black coat <laughs> yeah Gigi is, Gigi is 100 black there's no white on him at all oh he, okay oh, he's named oh, after is. he's named after the cat Gigi from uh, kiki's delivery service who was also a black cat oh oh nice <laughs> cat uh, stories i love cats i mean i've had cats my whole life oh man me too uh, and I, 
my daughter might get to pick out a cat before she knows it. Oh, good. Her headphones are on. She can't hear me. <laughs> well, I had a, another cat when I was in Chile, and I have her here in my arm. She died before I came here. Oh. So this is my tribute to her. We actually lost one recently. He was 15. Oh, I'm so sorry. Under my bed. Like I woke up I'm one so day sorry. and there were eight kittens under my bed that I did not expect. Oh. That was a morning. Wow. Wow. Yes. That was a very <laughs> long time ago. Um, but anywho, not to be sad. He was a great cat and he lived a wonderful life. So happy oh. about that. But yeah, that's so, let's see, what else is there to talk about in this world? Um, what time zone is Chile in? Chile time zone, I think is GMT minus, don't remember. I don't know. I Right now they are two hours ahead of me. That's Eastern then. Eastern then. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I, I'm no so idea. confused with time zones. I have to use an app to like when people tell me, hey, let's do a Zoom call or whatever. And I'm like, okay, where do you live? In whatever, Los Angeles. Or even here in Canada, I have to, I have an app that tells Canada me. Canada has five time zones. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. We have, well, we have five as well, except one of them is Hawaii, but nobody cares about that one. No, I think I'm mountain. Mountain time. Mountain, yes. We would call it mountain here in the States. Mountain. I don't know what they call it in Canada because Canada is weird. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> but it's a good place to be. I have never been to Western Canada. I have been to Eastern and I, I quite enjoyed it. It was a nice place. Actually, we were talking about our future plans today, which involved moving to Philadelphia. And I was oh. just trying to throw in the idea of Toronto, but no one was listening. <laughs> well, I haven't been in Toronto. I haven't traveled much in Canada yet. I there's a lot going on right now, so that's why I haven't done it. So, but I've been in Vancouver here. Well, I live in Calgary, so I have Banff and Canmore, the mountains close, so I can go there. Not all the time because right now we're in lockdown. But yeah, it's a, it's nice and it's a nice city. So, <laughs> it's very quiet. Be because I, I'm, I'm ridiculous and bad at this, what is the weather like in Calgary right now? Right now, it's sunny. It's super sunny. I'm going to tell you right away. Okay, hold on. Calgary weather is super weird. In one day, you can have sun, rain, thunderstorm, and snow. I got that. One day. It's crazy. Right now it's 23 degrees. It's very sunny. But next week we have snow and rain. Uh, just for clarification, right now it is 17 degrees Celsius in St. Louis. Whoa. Now, All right, you're Fahrenheit. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that, that's Celsius. 17 Celsius. Okay. So okay. we are, uh, I believe it is 65 here. It is just shy of... 80 up there probably about 77 78 to to explain how weird st louis weather is there was a time when a friend of mine was visiting and when i walked out the door that morning it was 85 85 fahrenheit and sunny by noon it was 50 and cold oh, shit. and by the time i was on my way home it was 35 and snowing oh man yeah it's kind of similar here hi cat <laughs> hi cat 
Oh, you beautiful one. Look at your toes. Oh, look at your paws. Oh, Just to give evil. you an idea of his size. Wow. Mm -hmm. Big cat. <laughs> yeah, we're showing you off, buddy. People are going to be talking about you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he has the worst meow, too. I mean, he... The problem with this one is this was the first cat we bought for my wife because uh -huh. we, we actually bought Louie right before we got married. We got him as a kitten. And so he is, how, how old are you now, buddy? Uh, we got you in 2009. So he's 12 almost. Wow. The problem was she had never had a cat and had no idea how to raise a cat. So and what he's, happened? He's just a jerk. She just doesn't know how to do it. She she had no aptitude for 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 growing a cat into <clears throat> a wonderful cooperative uh, working member of the family who understands boundaries. <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> the other cats are exactly what I just explained. To I mean to a point. I mean of course they try to run through doors, but this one would sit at a door and whine for three hours saying, "Let me in." Oh no. Yep. He, oh, no. uh, he actually tries to run away when you pet him, but he wants okay. you to pet him. So he's confused. My daughter asked me to actually ask me today when we were watching monster trucks, why does Louie act like that? Was he mistreated? I'm like, no, he was never mistreated. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. We got him as a kitten. Well, he wasn't born under your bed. Well, no, he was 12 weeks when we got him. So anything that would have happened, then he's not going to remember. And what monster mistreats a 12-week-old kitten anyway? Mm, there's people that do that. And uh, I choose to believe they don't exist. I rather prefer. I Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Because that no. way, I can keep my sanity. Yeah, it's true. No, I, I can't stand animal cruelty at all. No way. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's change the subject. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> play with him and then bite you for doing so. Yeah. So, Cat. yeah, he, well, nobody knew how, she didn't know how to raise him. And for some reason, I didn't step in. <laughs> Which, so, well, yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, he's done with me now, so he's leaving. And Gigi is locked out, so we, he will not be making an appearance this evening. Uh, what is the, 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 so, I mean, everybody loves classic rock and, and classic metal and all that kind of stuff. What's your favorite new music that's come out lately? New music? Well, um, oh, I'm listening like on repeat since it came out, the new Gojira album and the new Moonspell album. Those two have been like on repeat for like almost every day. And okay, I'm listening I a lot to my... I wouldn't call Gojira new music. No, but I mean the new album. Tito, what are you doing? See, that's my cat. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the new album is so good. Actually, this song, Amazonia, the, the moment that I heard, that I listened to it, it made me crave Sepultura. So I'm also listening to a lot of the old Sepultura era. Like I actually had uh, Chaos AD come up on my playlist this week. And oh, man, it's so good. So good. I For years, I stopped listening to 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 cmp3 files because my itunes crashed and i was listening to all at that time at my day job i had a turntable in the office anyway so nice it, it it was nice um so i just stopped 
listening to anything digital because like oh my iTunes is broken anyway I can't do it mm-hmm. but I actually had to change that excuse me excuse me I'm gassy I apologize and I don't have any uh, gas acts nearby so I'm just gonna keep burping but anywho. <laughs> um, uh, Sepultura Chaos AD came up and I'm not uh, the biggest Sepultura fan in the world. Chaos AD is the only album that I really, really love, but my God, that album is so good. It's so good. Actually, Sepultura is what got me into metal. When I was living in La Serena and I moved to Santiago, they put me in, in a different school with boys. I, ha- I was in a Catholic school, girls only when I was a kid. And um, my friends there, they put on art class. It was their time to put their music. So they played Biotech is Godzilla. And the second that the song started to play, I was like, what the hell is that? I want, I like that. And it all started there. So Temple Today is like one of the first metal bands that I listened to when I was very, very little. And it for got me into metal. For me, it was Iron Maiden. Uh, I got oh, nice. into Iron Maiden on the Number of the Beast album. Oh, such a great album, man. It is. I started very early and I went down the, some would argue I went down the wrong path very quickly. (laughs) But it's, I also have been a big fan of Kiss for as long. I mean, I cannot remember a time in my life where I wasn't a fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually almost had my wife convinced to go see Ace Frehley solo with me this year. And? I overplayed my hand. He's pretty... (laughs) He's doing a show in St. Louis opening for Alice Cooper. Oh, nice. I know, nice. right? So I'm like, you want to go see Alice? She's like, yeah, sure. It's at, it's at the music park, the new venue. Oh, yeah, sure. That's great. And the opener doesn't matter, right? Why? No reason. She's like, no, it matters now because you said that. I'm like, it's Ace. She's like, can't Chris go with you? Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I was so close. She's like, so why good. do you want me to see Ace Fraley? I don't know. I don't even want to see him anymore, personally, because he is, <sighs> he, he spoiled milk at this point. <laughs> oh, man. He can't hear. And he doesn't well, wear hearing aids. Yeah. So he just turns up his stage volume louder and louder. Damn, that's not good. He uses three Marshall half stacks as his personal stage monitor. That's loud. Yeah. <laughs> That's just his monitor. That's oh, not man. including the walls that are behind him, too. I wonder why he's deaf. <laughs> the last show I saw him at, whenever it was so loud, whenever the drummer would hit the bass drum, I could feel my skull cap bouncing. Oh. And, and later, when you're home and... it was more like why did i even do this why why because i had heard that he played really really loud because of his his lack of hearing but the first time i saw him was in a casino and it wasn't loud Mm -hmm. it was great it was it was the perfect concert volume and then i saw him again a few months later in st louis because the the casino was in on the other side of the state Mm -hmm. and hearing it was night and day i mean one concert was fun one concert was miserable oh so, well, it depends on the day. So the other thing that I've been listening to a lot lately, um, um, I didn't know this band until recently, Spirit Box. I don't know them. Tell me about them. They're from here, from Canada. Um, they're singer, um, Courtney. 
I can't say her last name properly. Laplante, I think it is. Laplante. She's Laplante. She's, oh man, she's incredible. And their music is, they do some kind of uh, gent, but not quite very melodic. Okay. And, and she also sings clean and she growls as well. And they just released a new single, Circle With Me, I think it is. And, oh man, you should listen to them. <laughs> you gotta listen to them. So new, new music? Well, that, uh, well, my buddy Hair Knots, uh, a lot of Gaia and, uh, and, but I always go back to the old stuff. I like listening to like Faith and the Muse. I go back to Susie and the Banshees, a lot of Peter Murphy. I love Peter Murphy. So I don't know. I like new music, but I also enjoy listening to the old stuff. I, I- I completely get that. It's so hard because like Pink Floyd, Metallica, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, these artists have 25, 30 years of credit in my bank. And as much as I, you know, and I'm probably one of the biggest supporters of new music in terms of, you know, what I do is, you know, and this kind of thing and in my bank account buying it, but it's hard to not give some of those old artists way too much space. Of course. I mean, they've been there almost from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of, about eight months ago, I think I finally got um, Number of the Beast on vinyl. Oh, I don't have, I don't have a turntable yet. If you're going to ask about turntables, I would be happy to discuss them because I'm always willing. Be- being a vinyl guy is like being a vegan or a CrossFit person. You will know within five minutes of talking to that person if they're into it. Because they were yeah, and yeah I, when the time comes, I'm gonna ask for your advice to get a good turntable. And not... My suggestion is very simple. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Go with vintage equipment. Okay. Do not get an all-in-one system. Okay. Yeah, I've been told that several times. <laughs> Don't do Make that. Make sure the cartridge and stylus can be upgraded, and there's a counterweight. Okay. Wow. Because that because if you don't have those things the record player will likely damage the records. Okay, that's good to know. I'm going to, I've always wanted to like start collecting vinyls, but life happened. I moved here and now I'm going to slowly starting. So I I need a good turntable. No, I totally get it. And I mean, I get why people don't do it because it is expensive. It is inconvenient as hell. And it gets even, the the more, the deeper you go, the worse it gets. Oh yeah. That's, because all of all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, you're supposed to wash these things? Exactly. I didn't know that. I have a friend that he's a big collector and he's like, hey, dude, you gotta wash them. You have to like, this is how you put them on the shelves. This is what you do with the vinyl. And he has like, I don't know how many thousands of vinyls. It's like walls and walls of vinyls. And I'm like, and you do that like how often? And you do that like one by one. You only really have to wash them like once every like five or six years if you take them yeah. care. Yeah, but still, it's a lot of work. But I didn't know. <laughs> but you once you begin, that. you can't right. stop. <laughs> well, the way for me, like during the pandemic, because you know, not going anywhere last year, my thought process was, okay, I am going to learn more about my favorite hobby, and I just started going down this rabbit hole, and it's like, oh, well, now I need to buy a new cartridge and stylus. Okay. Oh, I need to buy a different <laughs> slip mat. This this rubber slip mat's no good. It causes static. I need to get this acrylic slip mat, which makes the sound punchier. And now I need to clean every single one of these things. So I've got like eight records that I bought 
that I have just been too lazy to clean. And you can't clean them with water. How do you clean them? You clean them with distilled water. Okay. You have to go but by you put, the like, you put water in the vinyl or on the vinyl or oh, how do you do it? Show me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do it for real, but I'll show you the device. Because I am a bargain shopper, I have the knockoff. Okay. Uh, this is my Studebaker record cleaner. Okay. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> These are felt. Okay. You slide it in like this. Oh, hang on. You can't see. You slide it in like that. Take the other one. You slide it in like that. Yeah. You fill it to this line right here with distilled water out of a jug. Okay. Not distilled water, it might have microscopic minerals in it, which could possibly scratch the record. Uh, it yeah. seems far-fetched, but I've got my jug of distilled right water there. right here and my backup jug right here. You're prepared. Well, you're a vinyl collector, so. Well, actually the reason why I have two was because we, we had a, a plumbing problem for a couple of days, so we had to buy uh, we had to buy water. I'm like, well, I'm going to buy water anyway. Water. <laughs> Might as well get distilled water. So that way, when we're done with this, if we don't use it all, I can keep records with it. And then you, you, you squeeze the record goop. Okay. Right here. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. It's up there. I didn't grab it. Then you take the record and you put it in. Uh-huh. Hang on. Let me. And then you go one, two, three, three turns clockwise. One, two, three turns counterclockwise. Okay. And then I dry them with a clean towel. Like now, a towel, towel, towel or? Yeah, like a, like a bath towel. It doesn't scratch it? No, okay. that's why it's clean. You gotta change it out. Now, some mm -hmm. people will only let them air dry. Is that good? Well, that way it makes sure it doesn't get scratched. Oh, true. I don't have a place to do that, so I use the towel. But okay. also the other reason is what it does is it if you're using bad towels, it can get fluff in the grooves. Yeah. But I will say my my process has actually taken some records that were very, very scratchy and gotten them to completely clean. Like no scratches. Oh, oh, that's good. I should take notes of all the of all the how to take I, care of your vinyls and stuff. I am willing to discuss this at length ad nauseum anytime because I have good. Lot else to do right now, and but I mean the, the the thing about it is is it I like there was a bunch of stuff that I got for like five bucks six bucks it was like you know sh 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 you know that, like mm -hmm. kind of scratchy that vinyl sound as it were what that is, yeah. is that's vinyl that's not been taken care of okay what the scratchiness is is actually microscopic dust in the grooves and then you got to get your little brush to clean the needle. Okay. Because if you touch oh. the needle, you get skin oil on it and ruin it. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, the brush only costs five bucks. So, I mean, the brush isn't bad, but you got to get like, I mean, that's, but I mean, when I was sitting on my floor cleaning these things in this brown box with this pile of records behind me that needed to be cleaned, that was when I went, wow, I am really far gone into this. Because it, well, I mean, it, if it was like water out of the tap, it'd be one thing, but no, I had to go to the store 
to buy water. water. And it's like, wow, this is okay. Well, I no going back now, I guess. Yeah, no, no going back. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, I started in 2015 because it got to the point where I realized I would never have to buy music again if I didn't want to. That's how much was coming into my inbox. And I thought, well, I always listen to everything on digital and shuffle anyway. So I don't want to buy the CDs. What can I do? Oh, I'll start buying records. And here you are. <laughs> now I have 700. 700. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My first um, vinyl, my first vinyl, it's on its way. So I'm excited. When we were at Ikea today, because the white one, if you look at the, the racks, that are white yeah. and black one, they didn't have the white racks when I went to go buy that one. Um, it's uh, I got that at Ikea. It's called a Calyx, which is one of the things that a lot of people who buy records use to store their records because it fits perfectly. It's perfect. And we were, while we were there, I'm like, hey, uh, I need a butcher knife, another French press, maybe a bread knife and you know, a bag or whatever. Should we pick up a Calyx while we're here? <laughs> My wife's like, wait a minute what's a calyx oh, it's a thing i got one might need another one she's like no no you won't no, tell no. me what it is so we're not doing it i'm like i got one upstairs in the sitting room keep records on it and she just looks at me no you are not filling up another one of those before we move <laughs> after you move maybe well after you move yes we're gonna be moving and like well she doesn't want to have to move the records that'll be on it and how, are you, how do you move your, your vinyl collection? How do you I have no idea. I've never done it. Yeah, that's, that's... I don't want to move, but we have to move. So... Uh, you got to be I careful. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to get from A to B. I don't know. But somehow it's going to have to happen. I guess... It's going to happen. Gonna, most likely what will happen is I will put them in boxes and then drive those boxes over in my car. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have to go with you. They won't go... <laughs> Uh, but the way, anytime I move, the best way to get me to move quickly is to pack my video games and music away first. Yeah. Because now I'm undistracted. Of course, because everything is safe. You, you, you yourself storage them, put them in boxes. Well, no, it's not gonna that. Be okay it's for the, moving. the fact that I can't play them instead of packing or I can't listen. Oh, to them. I see. So it gives you delay because you start listening and playing and stuff. <laughs> Your wife is not happy about that. <laughs> well, I mean, we actually haven't moved since we've been together. This is like in the past. But we have been, my God, we have been together for almost 14 years now. Wow, that's a long time. I know, time. right? It, it, I mean, I just keep getting older. I can't, I, I have not been able to figure <laughs> it out. I haven't been able to slow this down. You didn't do it. Not, not anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, my, my daughter likes to point out how old I am. That's what kids do. It's unfortunate, though, because it's really accurate, and I really, really feel it. But she's got headphones on, so she can't, she can't hear me. <laughs> but she can't stick her tongue out at me when she notices that I'm looking at her. Um, what, well, what do you want to talk about? Because I will ramble on and talk about nothing, because that's what I do. I uh, don't know. Um, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is either Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is the 1975 wow. classic, partially funded wow. by the oh Beatles okay. and Pink Floyd, or perhaps Hot Fuzz. The, What's that one? Oh, my God. Uh, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Probably, yes. Shaun of the Dead. There's a lot of movies, a lot of movies that I've watched with, uh, like, 
the title in Spanish, and I'm not quite sure which one is in uh, English. I I do speak Don't Spanish, know. <laughs> but I uh, Shaun of the Dead will be Shaun del Muerte. No, I think no, I haven't Shaun watched del Muerte, that one. De los, Shaun de los Muertos. I think I haven't watched that one. To uh, be honest, I would. I don't know how to translate hot fuzz because fuzz in this case means police officers. Oh, okay. You so don't know how to translate that slang into Spanish. No, no. And if <laughs> I did, no it'd be Mexican slang and not Chilean slang anyway. Five <laughs> words. Uh, but it's made by the same people. It's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are the lead actors. Okay. And then Edgar Wright is, uh, Edgar Wright and, Nick and Simon Pegg write the movies. They are uh, British parodies of American genres. So, oh, wow. Shaun of the yeah, Dead. No. Was, Shaun of the Dead was a parody of zombie movies. Oh, cool. Okay. And then Hot Fuzz was the their parody of American over-the-top crime-fighting action movies. <laughs> and it is Sounds one like of fun. It is one of the funniest things. It's about like this guy who's a super mega hero cop who ends up getting transferred to the country because he's too good of a cop in London. And everybody realizes that if they left him there, he would end up being chief of London in like three weeks and they would all be fired because oh. he's so much better than him so he gets sent to this place in the middle of nowhere england and then hilarity and conspiracy ensue oh man I, it, it want, ends with a, a with the prereq with the requisite 30 minute gunfight oh wow i gotta watch that one then <laughs> that is probably those are probably my two favorite movies i have a hard time picking favorites um or the ones that you like the most because favorite, yeah. favorite, favorite is like too many, too many of them. It's it's always like, there's always different favorites for different things. Yes. Like, I also love The Last Samurai, which oh, I should, yes. what I do because I like real samurai movies and this isn't, but it is and it's not, but it is. But that was something I used to watch. It was like Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd the Wall for me. It was soul food. It was when I was in a bad way, I would watch that. Another one of those movies for me is a Japanese movie called Ping Pong. Never, never heard nobody, of it. No, nobody outside of Japan has heard of it. I, I only heard about it because I was at a buddy of mine's video game store. And the dude's like, hey, you've got a Japanese PS2 here. Watch this movie. That's, that's how I heard about it. Ping Pong. Yeah, it's called Ping Pong. You can get it on Amazon in Region 1 DVDs now. My copy of it is actually a region two Japanese imported DVD that in the early aughts, I spent 50 bucks on because that's how much they cost. Yeah. Wow. 50 bucks American, not Canadian. So yeah, that would have <laughs> <That's> been <a> <laughs> 75 Canadian at the time that I spent on this. And it's a movie about four guys in on ping pong teams in Japan. Okay. Only, it's about ping pong. Yeah. It's about ping pong. It's, it's literally okay. about ping pong. But the thing about that movie is I finally got it the last time I watched it. There's four players. One of them who has the talent, one of them who has the drive, one of them who has the ability and the work ethic, and one of them who has the ability and the love of the game. Oh. To see how these four players move forward during a high school season. And do they like, are they like playing against each other or they're like two of them, two of there's, they're, they're on team. They're on different high school teams. There's two different mm -hmm. high schools. They talk three different high schools. They talk about because there's uh 
it's a little xenophobic because there's a Chinese character and the Japanese really hates Chinese <laughs> by and large. So, uh, but we, we accept that and move forward. And, but it's there, there's two, two guys on one team and two guys on another team. And then one guy okay. quits and it's, it's a really interesting movie that it ends with me feeling happy. Oh, okay. So whenever I'm feeling really, really blue, I watch that one. Always have. So that's a movie you always go back to when you feel blue. Mm -hmm. Always. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I need to go back to it a little bit more often because the last year has been rough. But other than that. Well, last year and what's... And this year has been so weird, so... This year has been a little better for us. And I, I, nobody wants to hear my problems, so that's as far as I'm going to go. No, oh, well, here things got delayed, plans got delayed. A lot of things are like, we are kind of in a lockdown. No, we are in lockdown again. It's not that we're not allowed to go out, but like they shut down all the restaurants again. You only can take, you, it's only take it allowed. All the patios were closed. You suppose that we're going to have these restrictions until June the 1st. So I really, and, they, and they're saying that, they're, that we're going to have stampede this year that is a cowboys thing that happens oh, here in is. calgary i didn't know about that at, at I, all i know about it because <laughs> one, of the, one of the coaches one of the former coaches for the st louis blues is from calgary mm -hmm. and he actually skipped out on a player's jersey retirement ceremony because the stampede was going on yeah no, he's, like, I can't, he's like i can't leave the farm buddy no, everyone is, is, I didn't know about Stampede until I got here. Actually, my first Stampede, I didn't go to the Stampede itself. I was like, why everyone is dressing up like cowboys? Can someone <laughs> explain me this? Yeah, those are the things that you don't know when you're not from around here. So, yeah, then they explained to me that they do this event every well, year I mean, in summer. One of the things that's hard to explain to people outside of here or that moved to here is uh, St. Louis style pizza. Pizza. St. Louis style pizza. It's, San uh, Louis style pizza. What's what's special about that? One, it's got a cracker based. It's got like a cracker crust. So no you know way. how you eat pizza. So it's crunchy. Yeah, it's crunchy. It snaps <sighs> okay. like a cracker. <laughs> then oh, the, sauce, <laughs> the sauces and it's really thin. So imagine like a thin crust pizza. Okay. But instead of it being like you know soft and like bread, it mm -hmm. snaps like a pencil when you eat it. Okay. Like Two, a cheap. A big chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot like that. And the, the sauce is sweeter. And three, we use a cheese that no one else has heard of called Provel. <laughs> well, my face, my face says it all. I haven't heard Nobody of knows it. what it is. I, I mean, I don't really know what it is. I know it's a mixture of cheeses. It's like they take mozzarella, cheddar, and, some, and I think provolone and mix them all together. And Out, they, that's a bomb. <laughs> and it's really, really squishy and really, really melty. Oh, sounds delicious. But I'll change the cheese. I'm vegetarian. No, if you change the cheese, <laughs> it's not right. Although there is one place that mixes like half Provel and half mozzarella. But other than oh. that, no, the cheese is delicious. It's an amazing cheese. It's, it's as much Jesus. real, as much as real <laughs> cheese as American cheese is. American cheese is processed cheese. It's lots of cheeses. Yeah. So if you eat American cheese, you can eat Provel. But you can only get Provel here unless you mail order it, which it can be mail ordered. Oh, damn. No, I'm not a, I'm trying to quit cheese, actually. I'm vegetarian and I haven't eaten cheese in a couple of months now. 
and I try the vegan cheese, but uh, I think I'm gonna try and make my own. I make my own milk too. And I have recipes, so maybe I can do my Laura style pizza. <laughs> <laughs> homemade vegan cheese <laughs> good luck with that i am personally not a vegan and i respect everybody's choices and yeah me too i respect everyone's choices i i i never fight if someone is not but i grew up with fun. a I I like grew it. Up, my grandfather was a farmer in, in middle of oh Missouri. yeah he was a livestock farmer and he was um a plant farmer i don't know what the word for that is i should know you know, he grew alfalfa, he grew hay, he grew soybeans, raised sheep, raised cattle, and raised pigs. And that oh nice. It what the weird thing about it was I found out years after he died, because he died about 20 years ago now. I found out after he died that his farm was a prison farm. No way. Bought like prison he, prison? He it wasn't a prison while he owned it, but he bought it from the Missouri Department of Corrections. It was a prison and he made it into a farm or it was a farm? No, it was a prison farm. In, in, and how in does America, that work? We have prison farms where they put like lower level inmates working on mm -hmm. these farms in order to grow food to feed the prisons. Interesting. That's nice. Oh, didn't and know also, that. Uh, here, here's a little tip. Whole Foods sells cheese for $13 a pound that they buy from Missouri prison farms for 25 cents a pound. Oh, my brother-in-law works for Whole Foods, so I like to throw that one at him whenever he talks about Whole Foods. Wow. So, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I found out that it was a former prison farm, I'm like, oh, that explains all those bunkhouses, because there were like ten. You and it also explained the giant gate from the farmhouse. So you, the, there would be there's the road, and then there's the farmhouse, and you go down like the dirt road, and there was a giant wall and giant gate and it's like oh so it was a prison and then once you go past the gate there were like mm -hmm. 10 bunk houses which in uh -huh. the like in the 1800s and 1900 and 1800s and 1900s in in the farming states in america they had these things called bunk houses where uh migrant workers they would just go looking for work at farms and they would sleep on the farms while they were there they were like these like long cottages that were just one room. And he had 10 of them and I never yeah, understood why there were so that. many. Now you know. <laughs> so that's my weird childhood. <laughs> no, my childhood was, I think, normal. I moved a lot. My dad was a military. So we started at the north and we went to La Serena. Then they move us to the end of the south of Chile in a town called Porvenir that is at the extreme end south of Chile, not in the Antarctic. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just say Porto? Porto? Yeah, Porvenir. Say that again? Porvenir. Oh, okay. I thought you said Porto. Because no. I, I was going to laugh. because I'm like... <laughs> I was told in ninth grade Spanish, as we walked out the door, my, my uh, Senor Thompson said, I hope you guys never say Puerto Rico again. Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto. <laughs> so, and it, it just made me, and I, I still actually use the, the anglicized pronunciations of everything because yes. I feel very pretentious if I like, yes, my friend from Ciudad Juarez 
is a good is a big fan of Iron Maiden. That just feels weird. It, it, yeah, I know what you mean. For me, for example, um, I speak with an accent. I I have a lot of trouble pronouncing some words, and when I can't just pronounce it the way everyone here pronounces them, I just say it whatever. I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> with the way English is, everybody butchers it, so don't even worry. Yeah, it's true, but still, it's complicated, and I get tongue twisted all the time. It's ah, it's so hard <laughs> sometimes. Whenever we we from time to time we'll take vacations in Mexico, and when I'm feeling comfortable and confident, I'll speak Spanish the entire time while I'm there, and be, my Spanish dialect is very strange because I learned Spanish in high school. Okay. Learning vocabulary, learning you know the tenses and all that, and obviously my accent was learned in high school. But when I finally really learned to speak Spanish properly, I learned Mexican Spanish from Mexicans. But oh, I didn't, okay. But I didn't change my accent. Oh. Okay, so can you say something? Um, <laughs> like in my, my Mexican clients would say 23. 23. But I said 23. 23. Oh, yeah. So that's that's in, in, in we say 23. Right. In the, we were taught the Castilian accent. So yeah. 23, 33. Or, and I, you know, it's in, we were taught the word uh, pedido for order. Mm -hmm. In yeah. Mexico, they say orden. Orden. So it's, yeah. in, in, in we were taught to say, you know, yo tengo, or actually, no, yo tengo 12 años. In Mexico, mm -hmm. they say, yo soy 12 años. No. So, my my dialect has changed to Mexican. I don't say empiezo, I say comienzo. I don't say pedido, I say orden. Okay. But I still pronounce it in the Spanish way. <laughs> That's funny. So whenever we go to Mexico and I'm feeling, like the, the second time we went, I had to explain 15 times a day. They're like, <laughs> What are you trying to say? No, they understood me. They understood okay. the words, but they're like, why are you talking? Weird. Like, you, you are strange, sir. And so it's like, look, here's the deal. I didn't feel like changing my accent. And I don't think I could. It, that felt so ungenuine. But that's my Spanish. Well, and this is my English. <laughs> Your English is spectacular. Don't even worry about it. Oh, thank you. Sometimes I make mistakes, but anyways, I don't care. Seriously, at the beginning, I was very worried because I was making lots of mistakes. Especially I get confused with the in, on, and at, off, stuff knowing, like that. Knowing what I know about Spanish and English, I can, I can understand why somebody... It's, yeah. Like, my favorite thing about Spanish is in there are Spanish verbs that there are three or four of them that we use for one verb. Yes. Like to, to learn the difference between uh, tocar and jugar took forever. I, to, I tocar, ju ah, tocar, jugar, and I'm sorry, oh, I didn't play. I, I only, play. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't change accents in, in my sentences. I only, I use one accent per sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, or, you know, ser y estar, you know, stuff oh, yes. like that. It, although it wasn't until I took Spanish in college that I finally learned how to explain it. <laughs> Even for me, it's hard to explain it in Spanish. The way it was explained to me was you use the verb ser for characteristics. And you, you so if you, I am an American, yo soy estadounidense. 
mm-hmm. you use the word estar for something you would explain. You would just be, as it as a description. Es está muerto. Claro. Yeah. Sorry. Which, <laughs> when I heard the first time I heard está muerto in a movie, I'm like, wait a minute, no, that's permanent. So I didn't know the difference, but I, I don't, I don't even know if I can, exp- I don't even know if that explanation makes any sense, but it makes sense in my head. Yeah, it does make sense in your head. And every time people ask me and ask me, can you explain me the setup and start? And I'm like, uh, okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, exactly. And, and para and poor. And I mean, there's yes. so much of it and it's, it's a very descriptive language, but it's still very confusing. But my favorite Spanish story is I the job I took where I spoke Spanish professionally for the first time, it I had not used my Spanish in 10 years. What do you do? Uh, at the time, I was working for a company that did mail order for inmates. Okay. So when an inmate wanted coffee, they would have their family contact us and then we'd send it to the prison. Stuff like that. Okay. But I had not used my Spanish in 10 years at that point, because at that point in time in St. Louis, there was no call, much call for it. So I'd kind of forgotten it. I had been learning Japanese at that point. Japanese. So now, yeah, I speak some Japanese. So now, and the syntax is completely different. So in, in Japanese, you don't say I went to the, I'm, you don't say I'm going to the store. You say store go. Store iko. Okay, that's confusing. <laughs> not to them. But the yeah, problem of course not. Was, now I'm, I had been using that for years playing video games and playing online video games with Japanese people. So all of a sudden I'm doing Spanish in Japanese syntax. Wow. So I'm doing sp- a terrible Spanish that I can barely remember in Japanese syntax. And these eventually people were like, can you speak English to me instead? Yeah, please. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I need to practice. Oh, man. But eventually it all came back. So That's uh, I good. will say that everybody at the Mexican restaurants always compliments me on my Spanish. So. Oh, good. That's really good. Well, I'm glad you, you can still practice it and you haven't lost it. My wife That's also really knows good. exactly what I order when I order in Spanish because I only order the same. I always order the same thing in Spanish and everything else in English. <laughs> uh, so you, what is it that you order? Cow tongue tacos. What is it? What is it? Cow tongue tacos. And what is that? Tacos, tacos de la lengua. What? Tongue, lenguas tacos, tongue tacos? Yep. With tongues? Yes. Yikes. Oh. <laughs> A friend, my, my friend from Ciudad Juarez tricked me. Oh, okay. You didn't know it was tongue. Not the first time. Every other time. Yeah. But yes, exactly. So I'm over at watch. We're watching his favorite soccer team, which became my favorite Mexican soccer team. He's like, oh, yeah, my wife made his tacos. And he's like, here you go. You grab it. You squirt the lime on it. You throw a little hot sauce on there. And then you eat it. I'm like, okay, awesome. And so I asked him after the first one, I'm like, what is this? He's like, have another one. Another what? (laughs) So I have another one. Like, is it beef? He's like, "Eh, you could say it's beef. And then the big reveal came. And I'm like, all right, well, give me another one. Oh, actually, when, well, I was not always a vegetarian. I remember years ago that I tried tongue and I hated it. Like I, I couldn't chew it. I had to spit it out. It was disgusting. I can completely yeah, understand wakala. that. <laughs> I, 
I am surprised that him telling me what it was didn't put me off. But well, it was it was disgusting. I mean, the taste and uh, no, I get that. I get that. (laughs) I just have to respect their ingenuity and lack of wastefulness to use everything. So that's what I'm going with. (laughs) I don't know what else to do because I'm ah yeah. But if if I start ordering in Spanish, she just looks at me and she goes gross because she knows. (laughs) But anyway, we are about out of time. So where can people pick yeah. up your music? Well, um, you can go to theinfernal.com. My The link to my shop is right there. I'm also everywhere, you know, uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Deezer, you name it. Everywhere, The Inferno Doll is super easy to find me. And actually right now I have a bundle. I don't know if I can talk about that. It expires on, on June the 1st. That is called the Helios Bundle, bundle Sorry for summer. That is this tank top. Well, not this one because this one is mine. <laughs> but it's a unisex tank top and a water bottle that I sadly don't have here. And it's exclusive limited bundle until June the 1st. And after that, the water bottle goes bye-bye. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, you can find that in my shop on Big Cartel is the Inferno Doll dot bigcartel.com if i'm not mistaken i will so, share yeah. one for that. and now we are going <laughs> we are now going to play uh ghost walks ghost walls, ghost walls. wow yes. i could i could not read my writing i'm sorry i actually i wear glasses and i'm not you wearing your, and you're tired so it's okay <laughs> i've had a day so i i will apologize for my lack of energy because usually i'm yelling about something at some point during one of these things uh, and I mean, I mean, I know the the whole point is that it's professionally unprofessional, and I'm sorry. I'm usually it's totally fine. I had fun t- chatting to, to you. We can do this another time when you are more like more energy. But here, more energy for you. Uh, I'm gonna be going to sleep soon. I think <laughs> that's uh, gonna I, help a lot. <laughs> I've had that kind of a day, and it's gonna be a long week next week. But anyway, my my real life problems are pointless here. Uh, we're gonna listen to Ghost Walls, and this is off the new EP. Yes, of the New York okay. Sacrifice. Awesome. And is there anything else we need to know? Uh, just if you can follow me on social media, go. Is, there's a lot going on. And I'm writing an album that's coming out hopefully by the end of this year. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. And <laughs> I will put all of the links in the description of the show. Awesome. And thank you very much for being here. I appreciate thank it. You, I pre- definitely appreciate you putting up with me because I'm not at my best. Um, and <laughs> definitely check out Ghost Walls. It's a great track. And thank you. This is the Glacially Musical Podcast. It doesn't play in Peoria.